0: It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on WBEN. Now, WBEN's David Bellavia. Well, let's go back to the phones. It's Hardline. We've got Nick Langworth, the Erie County GOP chairman, uh, just put out a uh, pretty impressive campaign here he's appealing to uh folks over 450 folks across the state representing the different assembly districts in new york state ed cox had the job for 10 years and in 10 years really what has new york state done uh, at the gop level there really is no fear from anyone on the democratic side uh the only real fear they have is when they get into their county and they have to go up against the gop machine in each county but when it comes to statewide elections. Well, they pretty much can do whatever they want. And I think their agenda is proof that they can do whatever they want. So if you're a Republican and you're bemoaning uh, Governor Cuomo, you're bemoaning the attorney general, you're you're upset at all of these far left progressive liberal ideology and you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish there's something we could do about it. Well, there's really nothing that Ed Cox can evidently do about it, and it's been that way for 10 years. Nick Langworthy wants to change that, and he's announcing he's throwing his hat in the ring and saying, Ed, uh, maybe this has been a 10-year experiment that's gone on 10 years too long. Uh, Let's go back to the phones on the Republican line, and let's go to uh, Jim in North Tonawanda. Jim, you're on with Erie County Chairman Nick Langworthy. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, guys, I'm going to get straight to the point. We don't watch each other's backs. And as much as we may hate the Democrats, you've got to give them credit for one thing. They watch each other's backs and they work together. Now, I'm not making this up. Rush was saying just the other day on the radio, he said that... You there?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Keep going.
1: Yeah, um, it, he said that if the, if the, re, if the rhino republicrats could get away with it in the Senate and it was possible for them to take a secret vote and so we wouldn't know how they voted. He said there's no doubt in his mind, Rush said, that they would vote to convi- impeach and convict Trump and get rid of him. This, Rush has no respect for the, for the, for, for the Republican Party. Why should, why should I have any respect or trust in them?
0: Well, you know, uh, d- d- Jim, uh, here's the here's the argument that I would I would bring over to Nick is that, you know, again, you have a lot of disgruntled Republicans. Uh maybe with new leadership, we take those disgruntled Republicans and we actually bring them back into the tent to actually pull on the same rope because right now it appears that, you know, people are splintering off and doing their own thing because they don't have faith in the New York State GOP.
2: Uh, I, I think the thing as hear time again is, you know, the thing our organization on a statewide basis is feckless. You know, we, we may well in, in certain regions, but as a statewide uh, entity, we're not taken seriously. Where our, our candidates, I mean, they, they may like some of our candidates. Other candidates, you know, it, it may be clear from the outset that are just just to fill a ballot position. Um, the other thing that I, I hear a lot from our grassroots activists and, and rank-and-file committee members when I'm going out to these meetings and dinners is they don't think that, they, that this organization has a president's back. That's got to change. We have the president of the United States on the ballot running for re-election in uh, 2020. Uh, all of our get-out-the-vote efforts are going to be centered on the presidential election. And if if our voters don't believe that our party stands with our president, they're going to stay home uh, on a local race because, or or they're going to pick up the pen and not, you know, down that line. Uh, our, our candidates, you know, have to understand that you're part of the whole team. And I think there's been plenty of people in Washington and Albany that have run away from
0: that. All right, let's go back to the phones. Greg, uh, you're on with Erie County Chairman Nick Langworthy. Go ahead. Greg, you there? We lost Greg. Let's go to Tom in Buffalo. Tom, you're on the Democratic line. Nick Langworthy, G- GOP uh, Erie County. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Tom. Gentlemen.
2: Uh- I'm going to make a few comments, and then I'll take the answers off the air. Um, while I applaud your strategy, a lot of the county victories have come from you not running somebody for mayor to suppress turnout. Now, that's great, but I don't know how, how that's going to translate to statewide candidates. Secondly, I'm old enough to remember when you backed Scott Walker over Trump. Now, whether it be Palladino or Tea Party candidates, it seems to me you've been brought along dragging and kicking when it, when it comes to the WBE and listener community. So I'm not sure you can't do a worse job than Cox. I wish you luck. Maybe we'll get a guy here who will run somebody
0: for mayor. All right, that's Tom in Buffalo. Nick, what do you think about that?
2: Well, we did, we did run a candidate for mayor uh, in um, the, the, the one year he's referencing where we had countywide offices, but you know that's not. You know we have a city where we're down eight to one in enrollment, and you wonder why we don't have someone that's stepping up and is competitive and fully funded uh to run it buffalo new york the city proper is more democratic than new york city it's a very extremely competitive place i can't look someone in the eye and say you have a really good shot you should run i mean we've had people on the ballot we've had people that have stepped up uh the results haven't been what they expected them to be uh it's really difficult to recruit for the city as you know i mean new york city has matching funds so people are able to raise small dollars and, and turn those into, into much bigger dollars. So that if that program comes online, it'll be easier to recruit people because, you know, no one's going to sell fund to race for mayor of Buffalo. Uh, going back to Walker, yeah, I that Walker in 2015. I've never run away from that. It was very early on in the process. And uh, it was uh, right at the same time. I mean, you know, no one was,
0: was quite sure that Trump was a serious candidate. I think Sean Hannity also supported Scott Walker just for.
2: Yeah, I mean, Scott Walker, a rock group conservative. I haven't been caught kicking and screaming to anybody. I mean, my, my track record as supporting candidates has been crystal clear. I've never run away from it. And, uh, I, I, you know, Scott Walker, uh, unfortunately, ran a terrible campaign for uh, President of the United States. I mean,
0: so, you know, the the difference here is that Ed Cox still supports Scott, Scott Walker. That's the problem. <laughs> That's where we're at. We have, an, we have a GOP state chair that still is not supporting the President of the United States. So. You know, there it is. I was
2: uh, one, of the, one of the leaders of the Trump, you know, uh, for governor uh, operation here in the state. And we tried to, you know, recruit him, draft him. That's why I developed a relationship with him as one of the...
0: You were on the executive board when he was uh, named as soon as he won the election. I was
2: on the president's transition team.
0: So. Transition team, yeah. So I mean, look, look, people are gonna throw swings, uh, dude. I've thrown swings at Nick Langworthy in the past. There, anytime you're the party chairman in Erie County and things don't go your way, you go to the head of the uh, of the chair. He's a he's a man. He's a big boy. He's taken a lot of swings. Here's the reality: we live in the state of New York, and the people's public of New York is talking about you know abortion past three trimesters. This is not the time I'm just saying if there was If Ed Cox was at least Swinging as he went down With the ship I would say you know what The the guy's doing all he can You're putting a governor Candidate out there against Andrew Cuomo And you're at not even 10 million dollars a month Before the election you can't win anything Doing that
2: We have to Start earlier we you know the first Day I'm sworn in is state chairman will be the day that our gubernatorial recruitment process begins for 2022. It is, that's why I say this is the next five years. We have three and a half years to rebuild the infrastructure of this party so it's ready to go to win a governor's election. I mean, everything we do, I mean, we have to gain seats back in the Senate Aim for the majority, but at least gain seats back. You know, help buttress the uh, uh, the minority in the assembly and go regain the seats we have in Congress in 2020. And then immediately transition to, to, to working uh, day and night to win the governor's office in 2022, because that is the office it's necessary to transform the state. I mean, when George Pataki was elected, upstate New York residents immediately saw relief. I mean, they, they got the STAR program. They got important, you know, reforms, you know, through. I mean, we, we got conservative policies through the capital. It can happen again, but that office is the key to that victory for the taxpayers.
0: Amen. One, we'll, we'll take a few more calls here. Greg in Lancaster, go ahead. You're on with Erie County Chairman Nick Langworthy.
1: Hi, Nick. This is Greg Soika, Lancaster Republican Chairman. How you doing? Uh, I'm supporting you for uh, New York State Chairman because you have the vision. Of seeing the future. There's a lot of Democrats out there that have walked away. You recognize that. My example is Mickey Kearns in Lancaster, Diane Terranova. You're supporting her for town clerk, who we highly recommend and endorse. And your vision is there because it's the definition of insanity to keep doing the same thing. We need to re-energize our party. And I'm hoping you're the guy to take us there.
2: Well, thank you, Greg. And uh, we, we really do have to find the best candidates. Candidate recruitment is, is is what this is all about. I mean, we wouldn't have won countywide offices without great people to go carry the party's banner. I mean, people like you know Stefan Mahilo and what he's done as Erie County Commissioner. People like Mickey Kern stepping up to take the banner and and, and run with it as uh, as County Clerk. People tough enough to, to to take positions like you know Mickey Kern saying, "I will not issue driver's licenses out of the Erie County DMV." To illegal aliens. That's the kind of leadership that we need out of candidates. In, we need to paint with bold colors. This is not a time for pastels. I mean, you know, you got many people in our Republican Party that want us to be Democrat light. Uh, you know, in certain regions of the state, you can't tell. There's not a dime's worth the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. You have to highlight your 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 contrast and what you're going to do differently. I mean, no one is running to the polls to support people that are just going to go along and get along.
0: There you go. Thanks, Greg. I would have been shocked, though, if Greg would have called in and and thrown his support towards Ed Cox. That would have been newsworthy, you know. (laughs) But, no, it's great. Nick, you got a ton of support. Not only, obviously, Erie County. That's no shock uh, to Erie County. This is something you've built uh, for a very long time. What is impressive is the support you're getting from Suffolk County, which, by the way, is the home of Ed Cox. The support you're getting all over the state. From people that let's clear that up, David. They, Suffolk County has endorsed Ed Cox. No, no. I'm, I talked to two people from Suffolk County yesterday that said that they, they like you. Oh, okay. No, I'm not saying the county uh, organization has endorsed him. Well, look, county organizations endorse all the time. I'm saying that there is support for Nick Langworthy all across this state. Whether or not Ed Cox is putting this flag down and saying this is my county, that's great. But I'm hearing people from Brooklyn and Syracuse and Albany that are saying, hey, we might have a gun to our head, but we want Nick Langworthy to be the state chair.
2: Well, I I, uh, I appreciate that. The outreach yesterday after we released the announcement was incredible. I think people kind of knew what I was doing. Is you know, I, I've uh, tried to implement social media as much as possible to demonstrate, you know, not only get the message out for my campaign, but how we are going to tackle this once we win. We have to have a broad, wide platform. People have to be able to see what we're doing. You can't just sit in a tower in Manhattan and uh, expect everybody's going to read the white paper you put out. This is about getting the message to people where they spend their time. And obviously, you know, digital communication is the way of the world at this point. We're going to modernize that. Uh, It's not about just issuing a tweet saying Andrew Cuomo's a bad guy. Uh, I'm going to go into these marketplaces. I'm going to speak to people. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be obviously the same fighting chairman uh, of the state as I, I have been, you know, here in Erie County.
0: Most of Ed Cox's support has measles, by the way. That's what I've also learned. <laughs> but uh, no, Bart Haggerty's on board. This is a, this is a, a train that won't be stopped. Nick Langworthy, thank you for taking time out of your Sunday. Uh, we'll take more calls on this, but we'll let you have your family back. And and here's the other thing too. Uh, the, the, I think the important part here is that you know recruiting candidates that that aren't the same you know uh, cliche Republican candidates, old w- rich white men. Where well, you're talking about women, you're talking about young people, and you're talking about not only running young people as candidates, but getting young people back involved in the party. One of the greatest accomplishments in Erie County is how many young volunteers are a part of the Erie County GOP, and they not only maintain their their membership. And run for office, but you know, right out of college, the Erie County uh, uh, college kids—these uh, guys are the future of the party.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I'd be the youngest chairman in the history of the state party if you know when I'm successful in July. Uh, it's something I'm proud of. I was the youngest chairman here in Erie County, but it's 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 about recruiting more young people to get involved in the party because we can't just be a party of old white guys.
0: It is. Nick Langworthy, good luck. Uh, Wish you the best. Thank you for taking time. We're going to come back uh, to the program and uh, take your call. Stay on hold, 803-0930 Republican Line, 644-9875 Democratic Line. Uh, What you just heard from Nick Langworthy, we'll take this all the way to 1130. Uh, So, Kevin, stay on hold, and everyone else, will get to you. Uh, More Hardline right after this. There it is. Do you remember when Aaron Judge played this uh, right before the Red Sox game? That was uh, in Boston. Not a not a good look. Anyway, uh, welcome back to uh, Hardline. I want to get back to the phone. Some of you have been very patient. Uh, Kevin and Pendleton, uh, you are on. How are you, sir? Happy Sunday.
3: Hey, look, I know you're up to the break, so hopefully I'll be fast with this, okay? But let me say, you know, uh, Nick, uh, sorry, not back on to reply to this. So call back. I know you're listening. Okay. But Nick, the chances of you making positive changes to the reco- for the recovery from the deathbed status, the New York State GOP currently laying, is as possible as Christian Don't send a chance Gillibrand becoming president of the United States of America. Nick, you were sounding more like Lindsey Graham talking now about uh, investigating Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation when you don't have, together with the presidency, the House and the Senate to do this. And, you know, in a similar vein, why didn't you do this while Ed Cox was at the helm? And that is why, as a registered independent and a number of um, registered...
0: Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on for a second, though. You're saying why didn't he go against Ed Cox when he was at the helm? He is.
3: No. When I at the helm at the height of everything, right? When we know that when Trump was running, are you looking at Cox? there? when Trump, 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 and you know how false he is. He ain't a Trump guy. He he ain't nothing new.
0: Listen, Kevin, I I am a hundred percent on board with the pessimism of the future of the GOP in New York as you are. Okay. I'm telling you right now, though. See it. but but Kevin, there is nothing going on at the state level of the GOP. There's nothing there. But but Nick didn't see anything different. Our vision. That's what we want to- Have you, what's Ed Cox's vision? Where, where are the female candidates running in statewide elections? They're, they don't exist. He, he set Molinaro up for absolute failure. This was a young guy that had a ton of charisma and was running as a, as a moderate in New York State, agnostic on abortion, everything that the downstate Republicans want in a candidate. He didn't even talk about guns for the first three months. And they set that guy up to slaughter. There was no institutional support for, for Mark Molinaro.
3: Okay, David, he said the focus of his campaign for New York State chair is all about President Trump's reelection, and not on the political offices which, which have a more powerful and direct impact on our lives. So like the Democrats, Nick will just continue to be dumb and dumb the basic civics and political education of the majority of voters. This is
0: what I feel. I, I'm telling you that, uh, Of uh, listen, no, I've been very critical of Nick Langworthy in the past, but Nick Langworthy was on the Trump wagon before Chris Collins was. And oh, I, 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 I didn't bring up that. What no, am- no, I'm just, I'm just saying that, that it would be nice to have, forget, forget, I hear where you're coming from, Kevin, and I agree with probably 92% of it, but I'm going to tell you in this circumstance, this is party is dead. I mean, it's like the worst you could do in an autopsy is bring a pulse back. Uh, This is a dead body. And we're, we're asking someone to just hook it up with car batteries, like Dr. Frankenstein and do something with it. We are dead. The GOP in New York state's dead. I
3: sat in a meeting with a a group called make New York red this past Friday here. Right. And do you know that we can't even get GOP elected standing GOP Um, New York State Assembly Senators to support David DiPietro's bill right now. And then you're wondering why, why...
0: why are we in state? In right hey, Kevin, hold, I, I want to carry you on to the next break because I want to talk about making New York State red. I want to hear about what you have to say. So stay on hold, if you could, with me, uh, Kevin. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to do news. We're going to come back. We'll even take your Democratic calls. What do you guys think uh, is the status? Is this a two-party state? I don't think it is. It's a one-party state, and the conservative party is there to agitate, but there is no impetus for change. With the Republican Party in New York State under current leadership. And, you know, I, I want to hear from you. 8030930 Republican line, 644 9875 is the Democratic line. It's Hardline right after news. Welcome back to Hardline. And let's go back to uh, Kevin on, the, uh, on hold. He's been kind enough to wait. Kevin and Pendleton. Now let's let's first of all let's see where we agree here. Would you agree that uh, current state chairman of the GOP in New York State, Ed Cox, has the charisma of a polyp? Would you agree with that?
3: Uh, look, for, for more than ten years, we know that guy had the personality of a rock. Come
0: okay. On. Okay. So I'm just trying to find common ground here. All right. So.
3: Ground so far. One so. Of-
0: this is a guy, but also this is a person who currently is a never trumper as GOP chairman. You see, again, you, you you're falling into
3: that trap there.
0: I'm just I'm just laying out the Givens. I'm just trying to say you agree to that.
3: right. Yeah. Okay.
0: now there are some districts, there are some sections of New York State that hate Trump. I, I totally understand that. But when it comes to pushing candidates towards immigration, abortion, second amendment rights first amendment uh, protections of religious uh, freedoms and and other things all of the things that are being eroded every single day in New York state by the democratic party and then you have this whole idea of the the taxation right and and, and what New York state does to small businesses what New York state does so so now where is it that we, we both agree that the leadership currently as it stands has to go but who else is going to fill? No one else wants the job. Well, you said clean
3: house. So guess what? We have to clean house from top to bottom. And that includes Langworthy and all the other folks, too, who didn't say our peep when, 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 when Cox was at the height of everything. You understand? He, we all knew that Cox was about to retire.
0: Okay? So saying that he's challenging Cox now and all that. Come on. don't. Ins- but, but I'm telling you, Ed Cox is not retiring. If, if, this would have been much easier for Langworthy if Ed Cox would not have sought another term. He's going at it again. He's, he's gathering support right now.
3: There's a guy by the late, great John DeRima, sir, a radio personality, who said the saddest words in the English language, David, is the word too late. And you know what? <laughs> this is a statement right now for the New York GOP, you know why? Because the opportunity was there for Langworthy to do what he's doing now, right? in the height of the Trump movement. You know for a fact, David, that right now, right now, if you think you're going to get folks coming out and supporting Trump,
0: right, next year, with the enthusiasm as before, don't get fooled with all those crowds you see out there. You know, Kevin, Kevin, let me just put it this way. If there is not a resurgence, if there is not a renaissance of the GOP in New York State, you and I should go into the uh, a travel agency and just recruit Get, get a bunch of hedge fund guys, angel donors, to, to basically take conservatives and move them out of the state. Find Headhunt them, find them a new school, a new home, and a new job in another state because there is no future here. There are people that cannot move, and they don't feel like they have any freedom. They have no liberty. What is the recourse outside of... is hey, what I'm explaining to you, David.
3: You see, he's saying, and this is his own words, and you can play it back. He is saying his focus is on the re-election of President Trump, his the chairmanship. What I'm saying here, New York, let's fix what's happening in New York first. So he should have been placing more emphasis as chairman of... Erie County and, and upstate New York out here, right? The influence he has in upstate New York. Right? That's
0: one. you understand, though. He, he went through... I, I could play you the three-minute video of, of his intro. There's no mention. There, there's one mention of Trump in that entire thing. Yes. Right. That is one That is one uh, aspect of a chairman, is to help re-elect the current sitting president. But I, I think what, what the 35,000-foot what the approach that Langworthy is taking here is that if you're going to go into a 2020 election, it would be helpful if... If the candidates in districts that elected Donald Trump actually support and represent the same things that Donald Trump, the sitting president who's running for re-election support. David, who
3: has a more, in the, more direct impact on your lives, my life, and, and our families' lives and the people in New York State? Who has a more direct impact? Whoever's sitting in the presidency there or the guys who in New York State Assembly and and the Senate and even our counties?
0: Absolutely. Impact? O- so what- local. It's all local. Right. So what I'm saying to you, but what I'm well, I, what I'm what I'm talking about is electability, though, and, and and understand something. You there was a caller that brought up Mickey Kearns. OK, uh, actually, it was Nick Lang they brought up Mickey Kearns. He brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. So Mickey Kearns uh, doing the thing with the licenses and the immigrants. You know who did that before Mickey Kearns did that? Kathy Hochul did that.
3: Yeah, I remember? Yeah, yeah. okay.
0: And, and do, you, do you know who was a, a really pro gun uh, representatives in in the House of Representatives? Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand was, huh. a, and, and so and so was Kathy Hochul. She did that to to, to win us over. You know that. No, but what, what I'm saying though is that. But what I'm saying is that I don't have any. Uh, animosity towards democrats in new york state they're beating up on a corpse and they will push whatever agenda they want there's no point in hating on the democratic party and there's no point of complaining every single day about the governor of the state of new york if the gop has no strategy to defeat him in the polls and right now there's no strategy from the gop so guess what The Democrats are going to treat this like a college football game and it's 85 to 0 and they're on the five-yard line and they're in shotgun formation.
3: Yeah, well, you know, we need to quarantine the political cancer of New York State, which is New York City. And the problem here, as Nick mentioned about, is getting good candidates or new candidates. But, you know, you're putting the cart before the horse. Get your house in order first, okay? And by becoming chairman, right? And by becoming chairman, you think that, we don't have no confidence by just doing that. It's going to change. It may make life better for him. Right. For the rest of us. I'll leave you, David. Before I leave you. Yeah. Why the current status of the GOP enrollment is the way it is here in Western New York. One, registered Republicans not voting at all. Two, Either they drop their Republican membership and become blanks and independents like me, very true. But at least they voted with their feet and moved out of New York State.
0: Right, that's true. But but there's there's truth to that. But that's not the vast majority. You 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 have downstate. You have uh, you know a, a much higher turnout than you would ever have blanks or uh, registered Republicans. But Kevin, I, I'm with you, and and I'm glad that we see eye to eye. Thank you for your call. I appreciate your time. Let's go to uh, Frank in Niagara Falls. Frank, you're on the Democratic line, sir. Go ahead.
1: You know everybody needs to quit whining and just get out there and organize for what you want, you know? Like like I'm a progressive and, and my progressive vote means nothing here in the great Clinton Democratic state of New York. You know you got Governor Cuomo making the same mistake as 2016 endorsing the centrist neoliberal Joey-come-lately-Biden, and then the governor's dumb brother at CNN Town Hall pulling a Willie Horton ad out of his butt against Mr. <laughs> Bernie Sanders.
0: <laughs> you know, there was a Willie Horton ad, too.
1: Focusing, focusing on the Boston bomber instead of the current terrible state of voting rights in the U.S.
0: But, you know, Frank, I, I'm going to agree with you on one thing. I mean, obviously we don't see eye-to-eye ideologically on pretty much anything. But there is no point. So many conservatives and so many Republicans, all we do is complain. It's a, it's a cottage industry of complaining. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, the fact is, the Democratic Party is going to do whatever they want to do because there is no opposition at all. And you're running candidates constantly that have no chance to win. I mean, Molinaro, we were, they, they were excited when he was within 20 points. A month out, there was a, a front page New York Times article that says Molinaro's uh, 19 points down. And everyone's like, wow, that's impressive.
1: I think average progressives and average conservatives, you know, the working class, we got more in common than you think. And maybe we should get together. To get rid of all those establishment politicians.
0: Tell me, what, what is it that... God, if you... You're going to do it. But if you boiled it down... It be
1: the same thing over and over again.
0: Frank, if you boiled it in a, into a nutshell, what is your biggest complaint about the Joe Biden candidacy model? What, what upsets you about...
1: <laughs> well, for one thing, he gave a medal to the war criminal George W. Bush... You know his eight years and 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 the you know during the Obama Biden he he sold out progressive agenda day in and day out. I mean you know, it's, I mean people just don't see it. They just don't see it. And and like I said, my my vote means nothing here in New York. So I'm gonna try to get out there and organize for what I want.
0: And of of the what you consider to be the progressive candidates in the 2020 race, uh, the Cory Bookers, Kamala Harris, there's nobody that comes close to, in your mind to where you see the party should go than Bernie Sanders. It's only Bernie Sanders.
1: Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard as his VP. And it's a
0: win. I, you know, I think they're treating Tulsi Gabbard horribly. I think she's a very electable. No, she's a very electable candidate. Uh you know uh, her her war record. Uh, she's taken a uh, you know she's been left of center on some of her votes, but she's also been right down the middle on a lot of her uh, national security votes, uh, funding votes, and things like that. Uh, but to me, she's far she's far more electable than a Joe Biden.
1: She's the only one that uh, you know legislated the Secure America's Elections Act, while everybody else, like I said, is whining about it. She tried to do something to secure our, our election.
0: Well, you know, I, I, again, I don't even think people even consider her to be a, a, a viable candidate. I think she's out there. What do you think of Swalwell? Are you a fan of the No, I
1: hadn't know nothing about him.
0: Yeah, he's, he's uh, on CNN a lot and trying to grab some traction. Hey, Frank, I appreciate you taking time on a Sunday to call in. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, that's Frank in Niagara Falls. Uh, wants to see the party go more left-wing and says, hey, Republicans, stop whining. We're going to take more calls. Uh, we're going to take a break. Come back and 803-0930 if you're Republican right of center. If you're a uh, Democrat left of center, 644-9875. We'll take your calls. Uh, and we'll get into uh, more of, of New York State. Is it, a, is it a GOP problem? Is it a... Uh, what do you expect the Democrats to do if there's no competition? They're just going to steamroll you and continue to do it. And why, why complain about something, either move out of the state or, or fight to change it, right? The Alamo, they're encircling the Alamo. Do you, uh, do you leave or do you fight? Uh, you know, and I, I don't mean to make it a violent metaphor, but my point is, is that if you believe in something, you, you do the things that you can to uh, to 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 push back. And the Republicans in New York state just simply aren't doing that. We'll take your calls after this quick break. It's Hardline. Welcome back to Hardline. There was a, uh, a Poway synagogue uh, in, uh, right outside of San Diego yesterday. Uh, shooter walked in there, uh, shot up. Uh, ago, of course, this was the last day of Passover yesterday uh, for the Jewish religion. Uh, this rabbi, uh, Yisrael Goldstein, uh, who founded uh, the uh, Shabbat uh, Center in 1986 out there. Uh, one of the most incredible. I mean, look, there's a lot of stories that are going to come out uh, from this shooting, but One of the things, uh, this 19-year-old white shooter, what you won't hear in any, because I'm waiting for it, right? His manifesto and the nonsense. Who cares about his name? Who cares about this person? This is a horrible, repugnant human being. But this anti-Semite, this repugnant, horrible human being, also hated Donald Trump. Called him a Zionist, anti-white, traitorous, traitorous. And, uh, you know, a horrible uh, word after that. So this is an anti-Trump, anti-Semite. But at no time, what what box does the media put him in? They put him in the white nationalist far right guy. And yet a majority of this manifesto that this moron uh, put together uh, is anti-Trump that he hates Trump he Trump uh has Jews in his family he supports Israel he talks about you know the embassy and all the other things that he's done for Israel and yet that's nowhere in the associated press in the in the abc news bulletins that's nowhere in the cnn msnbc no one is covering that aspect of his ideology it's just anti-jew anti-semite must be right wing must be a white nationalist and again I don't care if you're left, right, in between, you decide to take a firearm and shoot innocent people while they worship, unarmed innocent people, you're, uh, you're repugnant, and I don't believe the, the hellfire can be hot enough. But here's the interesting part of this story. The rabbi that was preaching on the last day of Passover, a guy gets shot in the hand and continues his sermon you want to talk about, like, stud level five? Not only does the synagogue attack the shooter, there's a guy that works for Customs or DHS that's in the actual synagogue. And the reports are that he was carrying concealed and returned fire. We have one fatality, three injured. One of them is a, is a little girl. Uh, but those wounds all are all the patients are stable. The woman who died actually got up and tried to protect the rabbi and was killed in the effort of trying to protect the rabbi who had already been hit. Uh, but I mean, the stories of valor that are coming out of this are are truly incredible. But this synagogue had just had a, an active shooter training uh and they believe that that's one of the reasons why there weren't more fatalities. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, we, we hear so much about the AR. We don't know exactly what rifle uh, this shooter had, but they are saying that it's in the AR family, that it's, it's some sort of semi-automatic rifle. We don't know if it's an AK, if it's an AR, whatever it is. But what we're hearing, though, is that, you know, this is a machine of death. And when used, it can kill people automatically because the gun does everything. Well, in this circumstance, you had a semi-automatic rifle and you had someone firing back at this 19-year-old and, uh, you know, he broke contact, got in his car, took off and he didn't, uh, you know, there weren't, there was only one fatality, which is one too many and the three people never, you know, any injuries are absolutely horrible and, and never should have happened but there are weird things about this story that are just simply not being reported. The manifesto, uh, the, the the reaction to uh, the president of the United States, uh, what his ideology happens to be, again, you know, the FBI and all these other folks want to tell you that the the growing Uh, you know, what what he believes and how he was motivated. Understand something. This area where the synagogue was in a suburb of San Diego is next to a Christian church and a mosque there. It it seems to be where this area, the suburb of San Diego on this strip of road are where all the houses of worship are for the different denominations and different religions. And, you know, it could have very well have been. We don't know exactly what the plan is, but the synagogue is the first stop on a a road that has a bunch of houses of worship. So theoretically, some experts are surmising. And again, we don't know if he is alive. He he didn't take his own life. He wasn't killed by police. He was taken into custody. And one of the things they're trying to find out was this the first stop in where you're going to go to the Christian church and the mosque as well. But as he is referencing the New Zealand uh, Christchurch shooting that killed so many innocent uh, people in a in a mosque, th- this is not the same sort of thing. the The New Zealand shooter had an anti Muslim hatred in his heart, which is why he went to a mosque. Right? Uh, this is a synagogue where Jewish people worship. I hate to not trying to break this down Barney style, but there are many, many differences here. So the Chrysler reference doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And the other thing is putting him in that right wing box uh, when he of the political officials that he quotes in his manifesto, the one that he has the most repugnant hate for is the current president of the United States, which everyone seems to think is the cause of all the hate and all the divisiveness and violence. So. Uh, Again, you know, you just got to pick your source where you get your information from, but uh, not a good day for the media. We're certainly not reporting everything that's happening here. Hey, that was Hardline. Coming up next is a show called Meet the Press. You want to listen to that most definitely. And, of course, uh, it all starts Monday with uh, WBN in the morning, Sandy Beach, Bowerly and Bellavia. Stay tuned. We'll carry you all week. It's Hardline.